boop, 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 boop. <laughs> what was that, you may ask? I may. That is how we now open our show. Yep, from now on, you will hear boop, 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 boop. <laughs> now we have to do it. We don't have to. Well, it's how we open our show now. I did say it, so. Yep. And when I edit this together, it's going to happen before the music starts. Just so you know that we open with that. Oh, I see. And now we're forever going to have to do that. At least until we forget. I forget already. I will not. How did that go again? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hello and welcome to our show. It's called... off now. Uh, we like stuff, stuff and so, so should you. A show where we talk about the, that exact title. The things that we like and, and stuff. And explain it to you as to why you should. Uh, my name is Brenny. This is Melissa. Uh, we missed last week because I had too much school to deal with. Um, because I'm pretty sure at Trent... When you take summer school, you have two courses per semester, and I have three because I have to take another course at Laurentian because of things. Because you're a baby. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really cool. Um, That could be a little like of mine. The course at Laurentian is, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's, um, it's a biophysics course. It's... It's literally just lasers and health sciences. Cool. So, like, in medicine and stuff. And, like, the first unit was like, hey, how does a laser work? Really ridiculously. I, st- I don't understand how they figured it out in the first, uh, like, in the first place. Um, but in the most basic sense, uh, you basically have a small, uh, like, a cylindrical tube of material. Um, I think their first laser was, like, a ruby. You make it cylindrical, um, you make sure light enters it uh, parallel to one of the cylindrical like circle surfaces. Parallel, sorry, perpendicular. Make sure it enters head-on. Um, and those surfaces are 99% reflective on the inside inward toward the cylinder. And then the other side is 99.9 reflective. Um, so any kind of intense energy or light that you pump into this cylinder um, basically gets reflected back and forth. Um, some light coming at one end, and then the other end is just basically all reflected. So you get, it's, to my knowledge, I could be absolutely explaining this wrong, and I'm probably not going to fail the course, but I might not know what I'm talking about. To my knowledge, that, that basically gives the meaning to a laser charging. Which is wild, because I always thought that that was just like a weird thing that had to be done. But lasers literally need to charge because they need um, the reflective surface to bounce back energy back and forth. And inside the the material, being a ruby, there's like a whole slew of physics that I'm really skipping over. So if you don't know, I'm so sorry. Um, but like all materials made out of electrons and protons and whatever, electrons can be in excited states or relaxed states and that's how like you you put energy into an electron it gets into an excited state and then you could do something directed with that electron and then when it goes back to its relaxed state it releases the energy when you have light through this material like a ruby you excite all sorts of electrons but they don't always become relaxed so you have the light going in 
reflected off of one of the surfaces coming back and then forcing those excited electrons to release the energy and it's just this recursive just charging of a laser and then the surface with 99% reflectivity and not 99.9% is the surface where the light actually escapes and therefore you have a one-sided laser. It is wildly stupid um, that that's how it works. And if you know anything about physics, you'll probably understand most of that. And if you know nothing about physics, Then you I'm can sorry. just say, boop, 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 because that's what I've been saying in my head that entire time. Exactly. I think it's really cool. It's really neat. It's super, super, super cool. Um, and I apologize for not calling Matt. Because I was supposed to call him like three days ago, and I texted him. I was like, "Hey, I was you gonna." You never called him. No, I I forgot. I was doing my assignment. I'm gonna text him. He'll probably hear this beforehand. But it was literally like, "Hey, I'm gonna call you tomorrow, but I have all these things to get to." And then I got to them, and not his call. Well, shout out to Matt. Here we he are. Also, uh, makes our music. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure he'd appreciate those lasers. Um, if anything, he would appreciate the force of physics, because that's a physics term. Mm-hmm. He'll get it, and I'll get it. Cool. That's all there is to it. There really isn't a joke. He literally just texted me, F equals MA, and that's all you need to know. And I was like, hell yeah, buddy. Classic. Yep. Classic physics equations. Exactly. From a full metal alchemist, physics. <laughs> I think we should stop the show. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so yeah, because it's still quarantine times. Um, what about my little like? Oh, you're right. Sorry, I just started talking about physics. I just went off. Continue to start talking. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my little like is my little garden that I'm starting. That's, yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a little garden. I don't know if I ever talked about it. I don't think so. I had a little garden that I grew like cherry tomatoes and some lettuce and some herbs and stuff. And it was actually quite successful for my first gardening attempt. On a balcony. On a balcony. Yeah. My tomatoes, I had, I got quite a few from the harvests and I had, the lettuce was not so good because it got bugs, but um, aphids to be exact because those guys are invasive. And... But in general, my herbs were pretty okay, and my tomatoes were great. Um, This year, I started gardening really late because mostly because of COVID-19 and all of the shutdown of stores, and it's just hard to get supplies for gardening and things like that. But I forgot that I had these gardening start kits that I had bought last year. Um, In preparation. No, I was because I was going to do gardening last year, and then yeah. I didn't because I was doing my master's, and it was all like there's too much to do, and I was too stressed, so I didn't do gardening last year. But um, you can get these like starting kits from the dollar store, which are actually really great. Um, I got a this year. I have a parsley one, a strawberry one, and a sunflower seed starter. The sunflower one is just bopping. It uh, the seeds already like spread it out some sprouts and we'll see where that goes but um then i also have um the strawberry and parsley which takes a little bit longer for um sprouts to come up but But these are like for the for for i guess the initial stuff this is all indoor like yeah yeah because like sunflowers got to go outside at some point and i don't know what you have planned for that because sunflowers are huge yes well i do have um these sort of circular 
things that I used for my tomatoes. Yeah. So I'm going to... Just put it on the balcony, I guess? Yeah. Once it grows a bit large, larger. I have a lot of pots because I've had... <laughs> because I've had a lot of um, plants in the past that have died. So I have a lot of pots. Um, so I'm going to move it to a bigger pot soon and then see where it goes. But gardening is a fun activity. Even if you kill the plants... It's nice to see something grow for a while. That's a weird way to put it, but you're it, right. It, it is weird, but I feel like a lot of people are afraid of gardening or um, like don't even want to start because it's like the failure rate's pretty high if you don't know what you're doing, I feel like. But I didn't know what I was doing, and I was kind of successful. So I feel like if you want to try it, you should just go for it. And if your plants die, well, then you can just try again next year. Yeah, it's like, not... it, it, it's, it sounds kind of negative to just, like, disregard life in that, re well, in that regard. But, yeah, like, it's kind of just what you have to do. And if you want to get better at being a gardener, you kind of have to garden. It's like mm -hmm. any kind of skill. And if you fail and you don't want to risk it again, then you'll never get better. And it's just like, well, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had a lot of plants die, not because I wanted them to, but you know, sometimes it's hard to know the exact care for them. I guess research is a good thing to do. Oh yeah, for sure. There's um, also, well, what was it? On like the CBC radio, um, you can, oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, on CBC Radio, there's a, a segment, I think it's closer to like 1 o'clock or something, I don't, I don't remember the timing, but there's like a, a gardener that comes on the radio and just takes... <laughs> uh, there's a gardener that comes on the radio and takes uh, questions, and uh, it's always interesting to just listen to this guy. This guy just knows so much. Um, but then it's also very funny because it's a radio show on the CBC. They have to keep their timing appropriate. So when people like sneak in an extra question, the guy's fine answering them. But then the host, the the lady, it's usually a woman. I, I can't, I do not know anybody's names. But the lady's always like, oh, we we let we let a second question slip in, and they'll like cut people off. But it's not inappropriate. It's just like, please, we want to get through people. We can't have everybody take up twenty minutes of this guy's time. He's here for thirty. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of resources to figure out how to garden stuff, and it's totally worth it. Yeah. I don't remember how I was transitioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, quarantine, things like that. Um, if you've been following our show, we are still playing Animal Crossing a little bit, I guess. Still very much so, but definitely not as much as before. I have been playing it very little. Yes. Mostly because I played it too much, and once I start playing, I like depending on what tasks I want to do, I have a hard time stopping. Um, unless I just limit myself to go and check out the stores, and then that's it. Yeah. But Which is very funny, because yesterday you basically did that, and then you stopped playing, and when, um, my, when I had Celeste on my island, when I turned on your game to just go to my island just for you to get the uh, DIY from her... Um, your inventory was a mess. There was like so you didn't have room for anything, and you didn't have any money because you literally just came on, got your stuff, and left. Yeah. And it was just like it was just like wow, I yeah. understand, but yeah, it's also hard because I feel like the first bit of quarantine, um, I spent a lot of time playing video games. Yeah. And well, playing just... video games singular. Well, no, I played like a lot of Mass Effect too. Oh yeah, I forgot. 
I literally Dang. beat the first game in like a week and then put 25 hours into the second game in like two weeks and yeah. I was like I gotta <laughs> slow down so I have to go back to the second game because I love it a lot you do because I also can't play it unless you do yeah um anyway I really enjoy that game but I had to stop playing so much video games for my own mental health I feel like <laughs> so which is fine this, this, that is a normal thing to do yeah um, Gotta make sure your brain's happy. But, um, I don't know why I said it that way. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Animal Crossing is still fun. But, again, have not been playing it as much. Pretty much have done a lot of this stuff. There are major re reworks to my island that need to be done. But I just don't have the energy to do them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like... I don't really have a new project, so I'm still I still have like flowers galore, but I don't need them anymore because I basically have all the flowers I need. I'm working on these blue flowers, and it's been two weeks since we've really recorded an episode because we missed last week. Uh, I'm like three quarters of the way there, but it's still just like if I don't get the next step of the flower in one day, it's like well, I gotta wait one more day. Um, so it's very slow going, but. I'm almost there. I should have these blue flowers by our next episode, actually. And if I don't, I will scream. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, there's not really anything to talk about. I was I was literally going to say that like if you've been following us, you can hear what happened recently in our Animal Crossing, but it's pretty much nothing. Yeah. I'm getting close to those blue roses. Specifically, they're blue roses. Um I think I described how insane the genetics was. Um, yes, yes you have. More specifically for these blue roses, there's one, two, three, four, five, six steps to get these blue roses. Each step may have multiple like sub-steps. Because um, there's a point in time where you have to breed uh, some flowers to get a purple flower. But this purple flower can have good or bad genetics so you have to test that out and that step takes like a full week because you have to figure out whether or not these purple flowers are good or bad and then you get to move on and that step literally took me a week it's why i'm screaming inside um but yeah there's literally nothing new um i think uh, what's today may 30th in two days it's going to be wedding season so Harv's gonna have some cool stuff for us to do with the two llama characters that I don't know because I've never experienced them before because this is my first Animal Crossing. Uh, and it's we're in Gemini now, which is the I this this game is the only reason why I'm going to be tracking the uh, astrology, astro yeah, astrological constellations, um, because we both have we are both able to make the Gemini closet, but we need Gemini star fragments, and that's like a whole other thing. Oh, I was invited to an island uh, to wish upon stars because that's a meteor shower thing. That's a common thing. And then no stars showed up and I'm suspect. As to <laughs> Why are you calling this person ever on a radio show? I don't know. Um, I'm sure it was fine. It was actually nice to talk to them and stuff, but it was like, it was just very funny because he was like, yeah, come, come wish on stars. And I come over and I look around this island. This island's pretty great. Um, and I looked into a shop, and then we talked for a bit, and then he was like, oh, there was just, there were so many stars just before. Uh, and then, like, a full hour passed, and no stars, and that's not how a meteor shower works. I'm, like, I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying that, that there's probably was, like, a like a weird glitch in the game, because things like that do happen. Um, but yeah, meteor shower. <laughs> meteor showers, there's usually, like, 
like 20 per minute, like per, not per minute, like maybe five per minute on average, or maybe like five per five minutes, it's one per minute or something on average, doesn't matter. Anyways, I saw none in an hour and I was like, ah, it was nice talking to you, but I want to go now because I'm not doing anything. We're just, just sitting. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I would like to say, um, last week on Sunday, Brendan and I had our four-year anniversary. Yeah! Yeah! I was really upset because I wanted to record our episode because it was going to be like, bah, let's talk about things that we like about each other. Yeah. And that's the whole, that's, that's why I started this show. And, I mean, we can do that. Good. Yeah. Did you want to do that? Or did you want to just, like, pepper that in randomly? It'll be very cute if we pepper it in. Just like over time in episodes, you'll be like, ah, here's a new book. And I'll be like, I love Melissa. And you'll be like, damn. And then you'll get. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we're celebrating anniversary week and we're extending it to next week because there's an activity that we still want to do together um, yeah. that we're trying to do for our anniversary but we were trying to wait for our binoculars to come in because we're like birders now and anyway it was a whole thing and then it was like unbearably hot last week and so anyway we're going for a nice walk eventually we've been going for walks but not like a nice walk at like a park a provincial park <coughs> that has special endangered birds and that's where we're going next week hopefully for our anniversary celebration yeah but yeah we'll pepper in things we like about each other yeah just over the course of stuff yeah and all things considered our anniversary is like the weirdest thing it's may 24th which coincides with that weird like may 2-4 weekend that's associated with like victoria's day which is the weekend before yeah which is so wild it's so weird Mm -hmm. i don't understand anything really yeah. But yeah. Uh, what's your thing? My thing this week is She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Ooh. It is a TV show on Netflix. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pause like that? I don't know. Um, it was developed and produced by um, Noelle Stevenson um, and is a reboot. A reboot. A reboot. Of the 1985 series She-Ra, Princesses of Power. Um, But yeah, this one started in 2018 and stars Adora, who is a teenager member of the Horde, um, which is technically the bad guys. She finds the um, She-Ra sword um, and basically figures out that the side that she was like raised in that she learned everything about like she was born and educated in the horde or not anyway she wasn't born there but you know what i mean she was raised there and um yeah she becomes <laughs> i don't know why i was so bad at describing this you're, you're uh, like me <laughs> i know, I know. Um, anyway she was raised in the horde she finds the sword she becomes she-ra she realizes everything she learned was bad and evil about the horde well, about the Princess Alliance, because 
like, and everything she's learned about the Horde. Everything that she's learned has been bad. Yeah, it's just been twisted in order to further the Horde's, like, kind of agenda. Yeah, and so she joins the Princess Alliance, which is a bunch of princesses that all have different powers. And, yeah, they she decides to fight against the Horde um, with all of her friends. And it's just a really special show, I think... Um, it's won a bunch of awards, and Noelle Stevenson is really amazing also. If you check out her other work, like her comic, Nimona, which is really great, too. Um, a thing I like about Brendan is that one time he told me about Nimona to like read it, and I was really stoked about his recommendations, even though he's really bad at describing things. You always know that a recommendation from Brendan is a good one, even though he's horrible at telling you about it. So it's better... And, for- and- just to sorry, just to tag on that. Even if you don't enjoy it personally, you can still appreciate why I'm really stoked on it. Yeah. Even if I don't describe it properly, because I've told things to like Adam and stuff like that, and he's like, "I get it." No, though, and it's like, "Yeah, that's fair." Yeah. So anyway, um, I always appreciated things that Brennan recommended to me, even when we were friends before we started dating, um, which this was before we started dating. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you should read this book, Nimona," and I was like. Yes. Awesome. And so I bought a copy for myself, uh, and I read it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, And then the next time I hung out with Brendan, he also had bought a copy for me, and then I had two copies of it. And again, another thing I like about Brendan, or I love about Brendan, is that he always, like gets you like random surprises and things, because if he sees something he thinks that you'll enjoy, he's like, yeah. I'll get that for them because yeah. they'll enjoy it. Um, and then usually that means that like any birthday or Christmas presents come early or randomly throughout the year because it's like, yeah, you get presents randomly whenever yeah. he sees it. He's not very good at keeping them. Yeah, I, I never like I, I don't have any stashed away presents for anyone. Yeah. Um, especially when we used to go to like when I lived in Whitby a lot, I used to go to Toronto a lot. Anything I bought immediately goes to the person, and then it's yeah. like, "Happy birthday! I'm physically here for you. Mm-hmm. Let's hang out." Yeah. So anyway, ever since the Nimona um, incident, incident <laughs> I have been a very big fan of um, Noel Stevenson, and also it's been awesome because we've been able to give away two of our copies of Nimona because now we live together. Brennan also had a copy. Yeah. So then bought- we had three <laughs> copies of it when we moved in together. Yeah. We gave away two, so now we just have one. But it's nice, because we got to share um, a book that we really love with our friends. Um, but yeah, Noelle Stevenson's really amazing. Um, her work is incredible on the show. There's a lot of... I mean, there's a great crew of people who worked on that show. A lot of awesome voice actors and everyone who's involved in animation. I don't really understand the jobs in animation. I feel like there's a lot of... I, I just mean, like, there's people who do, like, the storyboarding, and there's people who do, like, the mm-hmm. lighting and colors, and, like, there's a lot of people involved in it. Oh, like, you don't understand how there are so many jobs, specifically, well, like, or...? I do, but I every time I go on, like, Twitter or something, and I, um, I see Noelle Stevenson, she, like, always posts pictures of, of um, like, work that people have done on the show, and it's just... This is... It's <laughs> top. <laughs> um, and it's just, like, amazing to see the variety of... Oh, my God. Sorry, continue. I, I just took a picture of Melissa, and it's... 
It's horrible. Yeah. I'm wearing this horrible jumpsuit I've been wearing for three days that has stains <laughs> on it. It's so frumpy. Okay, anyway. Um, Noel Stevenson is great, and also the whole crew is great. And again, I understand that there's like a lot of roles that go into animation, but it's just amazing to know all of these like really great and talented people coming together to create this really nice show. Um, it has like a lot of really great relationships in it that are built up over time. There's really great like LGBTQ plus relationships in it that are like really authentic and nice and that build over time again. Um, there's really awesome character growth and character arcs in it. I don't really want to say too much about the plot because I really think you should watch it. Um, from the very first season, it's like just like a really fun and awesome show to watch, and each season gets more and more emotional. Yeah, I think like the the stakes are just keep gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining. Yeah, and recently the fifth season came out, which is actually the last season of the show. Um, spoiler alert! I don't know. That's not a spoiler. I know. It's telling people that there's five seasons. Again, another reason to watch it, because there's only five seasons. Exactly. You know? And it's a great, like, 24-minute episode show on Netflix that, you know, if you just want to throw on... I love a recommendation that's a 24-minute episode show. Yeah. Because then it's something that you can just, like, oh, I'm going to throw on an episode here or there. You don't have to watch it. Like, it's not, like, an hour-long investment. Yeah. And to watch three episodes is basically an hour rather than watching one. Anyway, there's great things about hour-long shows, too. But a 24-minute episode show, it's great. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a really amazing show. Um, one thing that I really liked about the fifth season is I read this tweet from Noelle Stevenson that was basically, like, one of the people that was working on the show with her and had asked Noelle, like, have any of our characters ever said I love you on the show? And Noelle Stevenson was like... I don't think so. And so they like built in like a lot of these moments where the characters said I love you to each other in the last season. And it was really just all about like showing how much the characters had developed and grown and also how much they love each other. And I feel like that's been a real part of it throughout the entire show, but it wasn't explicit. Yeah. Until that last. Which is also incredible too, because the fact that no one really said it before, you can tell with how everybody interacts with each other, how much they absolutely do like love and care for each other. But to show it without having to explicitly say it is a huge, uh, what is the word? Like a, like a huge plus for just storytelling and, 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 and character plot and everything like that to be able to show it without having to say it. It's, it's, it, it, it no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say like, also when they say it, it has like a lot of meaning. It's like yeah, very it's, heavy yeah. and very emotional because it's like, yeah, We've shown each other how much we love each other, but have we actually said it? No. And I feel like there's a lot of um, really great moments where that love really shines through. And it's just, it's really special. And it's a really special show. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. Um, the comedy is really wild. It's very good. The comedy is so good. Um, yeah. There are a lot of... Especially in the last season, because it's so emotional and there's like so much at stake um, for She-Ra and for the Princesses of Power, and it gets really intense because the villain in the show, who was the villain for like most of the show, turns out to be like this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. It's like part of this bigger thing. Like than character what... arc. Yeah, and it's part of a bigger, a bigger like 
yeah, a bigger thing than what you normally or what you first were introduced to. So it's like, it's not just this one person. It's not just the horde that they have to fight. Now it's this bigger thing that's way worse than it was at the beginning. And there's like all these really tense emotional moments, but then you have these really funny character developments and these really cute moments and it just like makes it so special and such a joy to watch because you're not always like, um, it's not just always tense moments, but it's mixed in with these really heartfelt, emotional and comedic things as well. Mm-hmm. And like really silly too. It's just like a really well-written show um, with like a lot of great characterization and um, yeah, it's just amazing. No, it, it's like I, 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 I want to. I keep having to catch myself so I don't like talk over you or interject too much. But yeah, no, I think you nailed it. It's it's just a lot of a lot of cartoons nowadays. They, I feel like they have much more like emotional involvement. Um, and that's you. You cl- there's clearly still cartoons that are just goofy and funny and silly. But when you pick and choose the ones that you watch, it's it's huge in the amount of time and investment they took into carefully creating these characters and plots and stories and arcs and everything like that. It's 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 very well done. And even as soon as the the season um, aired and um, Noelle Stevenson was able to talk about it, they they just gushed about how. There's a there's a really good interview that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they posted a link to um, how they had to carefully curate how they presented their show to uh, the studio to DreamWorks to make sure it was greenlit and and properly uh, done. And then the last season was just like, hey, I'm doing basically everything I want to now because we're already too far deep. You can't really stop me. But she still had to be very careful about how she presented it. Um, because th- there's a lot of well, yeah, like the the whole show is is full of uh, all sorts of different kinds of uh, relationships that are not heteronormative, and it's it's just a huge way to show it in an in like a normal sense. Like there's it's not like calling anything out, um, but it, it's still it's still a huge thing to show it in a normalized way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there she just has a really good interview about how they went about doing that and how she was scared almost the entire time that it would just get canned because of what she wanted to do and how she wanted to accomplish things um and they even they did a really good uh character representation of autism and everything like that which i thought was really great um without it like i'm not any kind of um what is the word expert expert absolutely not i am no expert on anything in in ever um which is why we're doing this show, to be honest. But <laughs> it's because we're not experts. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're listening, then you—I don't know. Our opinion matters. I don't know. Who cares? Um, so yeah, I'm no expert, but a lot of—I feel like a lot of autistic representation has always been more negative, um, or maybe not. I don't necessarily- know negative, but I think like overdone like taking the most extreme yeah like the most extreme um aspects characteristics yeah. of um people with asd and like really amplifying those things yeah and so the, it's like every to, sorry just to make them like more one-dimensional rather than like a fully fleshed character kind of thing mm-hmm. 
like like but it's like yeah also like autism is a spectrum so it's like not every person who has autism is like super like yeah exactly like has every one of the characteristics that make um, exactly and like i'm not saying that like you know shira did it perfectly or like the character oh no what's her name Entrapta. Entrapta. Like, it, she doesn't represent, like, every uh, aspect of the spectrum or anything. But it was just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this has to be. Um, and even I talked about it during the last season. It was like, no, this is a, I think, because, uh, again, I'm not, like, an expert. I think this is a great way to represent it. And then um, Noelle Stevenson came out on Twitter and was like, yes, yes. And, I like, one of uh, the people that works on the show um, is on the spectrum as well. And we worked together very closely on this character to make sure we did representation right. And mm-hmm. it was just really neat to see. I was very glad. Yeah. And I think that's the importance of, like, having a diverse um, crew, crew yeah, yeah, yeah. who work on a show because you have more authentic representations of the relationships of the different characters it just makes for a better show and it's not so forced and um artificial yeah um yeah so which you see a lot of in a lot of media um it's like representation of characters is good but it has to be done in a way that like is respectful to the people and takes into account like actual people who you're trying to represent and experiences and things like that like representation means nothing if you just throw together a bunch of like black and brown people and asian people of all sorts of i'm saying this wrong but there's all sorts of asian people thank you i i fixed that I don't know. I feel like I, I just felt like I was saying that completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, you can't just throw them into a show and be like, "Hey, look, there's representation." Because if they're if they have no cultural context or like real life context to who they are as that person of color, then it's like, great. This doesn't like. Anyways, it, it's just a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It it just matters a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, Shira and the Princess of Power. It's a really great show you have the chance to watch it i think it's like around 50 something episodes is it is it 24 minutes uh episodes yeah i don't know why i keep thinking it was shorter episodes because i know like adventure time and steven universe were short episodes they were like 12 minutes even gravity falls messes me up too because gravity falls was 25 like 24 minute episodes and it was like bah oof It's only like 20 hours to watch the entire thing. That's a day. That's a single day. Yeah. Just don't sleep. You don't need to sleep to get to, to be awake for 20 hours. Especially, you do need your sleep. Please get your sleep. No, no, no. I'm, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying and you don't need to sleep to stay awake for 20 hours. You don't. But you shouldn't stay awake for 20 hours. Yeah. I don't think that's something we want to promote. It's not, it's, it's not promoting it. It's saying whether you can or not. When I first got into Heroes, I don't know if I told this story on the show. When I first got into Heroes, that show that started off really well and then immediately fell apart as the seasons went on, and I was very upset about it, as were a lot of fans. Um, I got into it when I think it was on its second season, and each episode was an hour long, and I, I, I think I watched like 25 episodes straight. We've all binged. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying like you. I think it's fair to claim it as an accomplishment, even though it's bad for your health, both mentally and physically, probably. Yes. Yeah, twenty hours is nothing. That's all I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
What's your thing? <laughs> um, so my thing um, is a music thing. Ooh, are we going to play a song? Yeah, after I talk a, bit, uh, a bunch. What are you talking about? Um, so <clears throat> it's a whole combination of stuff. Um, so there is... Oh no, did I just change... No, I, I was on the page for it on my phone, and then I just absentmindedly just went somewhere else, so the page wasn't up anymore. Um, so, what reminded me of this re- more recently uh, was when we watched Black Mirror, the episode Hang the DJ. Um, in that episode, um, there's these people that uh, are using this system to kind of uh, help them with dating, um, and after a set period of time... Sorry, they're they're matched with somebody in this like ideal kind of like neighborhood. They're matched with somebody, and then you check the watch that they have or the app that they have, and they tell you how long this relationship will last or how long they designate it to last. Um, and these two people, like they go through the different throws of relationships, but these two people have like a really good connection. Um, but it's still said that it's they're not the one. Um, and after like a month, they like. They ha- kind of have to like figure out how to navigate these feelings, and it's Black Mirror, so like, of all the episodes, it's one of my favorites because it does have a happy ending. Sorry, spoiler alert, but this episode's been out for like two years or three years now. So, um, anyways, it's like it's it's literally my favorite episode because it has the happy ending. In this it's regard. a wild ending though. Yeah, it's it's so good. It made me feel so good, and like it was just. Uh, anyways, I really like the episode. But part of it was the music behind the episode. Um, And I found out that um, one of the musicians that I really like uh, did the music. It was uh, Alex... I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong because it's Icelandic and I'm sure it's just different pronunciation. But Alex Somers. Um, Now, Alex Somers is one of the musicians a part of the band Sigur Ross, um, which is a more well-known kind of ambient um, Icelandic band. Um, and so th- this is this is the whole conversation. So it's Alex Somers and then there's um, the other, I think his partner, uh, Jonzi, which I'm pretty sure is how it's pronounced. I went to the Wikipedia page and I clicked the button to say his full name and I can't remember the first part, but um, his name is J-O with a accent N-S-I, and I'm pretty sure it's Yonzi, or Yonzi. Yon- uh, I, 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 it's okay. I know, I'm, I'm trying, and that's I, I really hope that that's all that matters. Um, but uh, anyways, so Sigur Rós is uh, an Icelandic band that kind of got its start, where to go? Uh, in 1990, I, man, I uh, I think it was 1997 or 98. Um, and they actually, oh, I'm so sorry. I I had so much information up, and I feel like I'm writing a test, and all of it went away. Um, there it is. So yeah, they started in uh, oh 94 actually. Uh, they got their they got a big break when they won like a record deal uh, with the record label uh, a local record label called uh, Bad Taste. 
Yeah, sorry. There's so many words that I'm reading. I'm so sorry. I should have been more prepared. Even you were less prepared, but hush. You know what you're talking about. I just really like the music, and I don't know enough about the bands and the people themselves. Anyways, so... Well, what do you like about it? Well, I... They, they are described as post-rock, uh, but they're really well known for their, as described, ethereal sound. Um, and they have like a lot of falsetto vocals, which is really neat. Um, and the way they produce their music, um, one of the, uh, Yonzi, um, the way he plays his guitar, he plays it with a cello bow. So it really creates a different sound and it, it really creates these like extended landscape or soundscapes. Um, and it's very like classic and, and minimal, but it, it, to me, the, the way the, the music makes you feel just wildly different. Um, and it's something I've been on about f f probably since like 2010. And I've just really liked it. Um, I got into them. Um, Yonzi and Alex did their own side group called Parachutes, which is very hard to find. But um, when I found them, they posted it on a website. They did the, these three, um, this three album or two albums in one EP. Um, discography and they were like hey we just did this for fun and it was really great have our stuff for free because that's all it was um, and it's just it's more it's like a different type of collaboration you can still sense that um, artistic flow from Sigurros um, but it's Parachutes was very I've, I've showed you Parachutes right mm -hmm. it's very how do you describe it you gotta help me out with this one. It's very, like, for me, it like it. I, I, I hear it in my soul. Like it's it's such a different sound that nobody else I've ever heard makes, um, and it's just it's so unique to me. And I, I, I don't know how else to say. It. I'm I'm gonna play a, a song, and uh, when I figure it out, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Um, but Yonzi and Alex had like they did parachutes uh, with some other members of Sigur Ross, but then they did their own thing. They just called it uh, Yonzi and Alex, um, and they have an album called Rice Boy Sleeps. Rice Boy. Yeah, Rice Boy Sleeps. Um, they have I think they have uh, several albums, but that album has the song called Happiness, um, which is also on the collaboration uh, album called Dark With The Night, which is another, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but it's something else I could talk about later. Uh, it's just a collaboration with all sorts of artists. They did, I think they did it like once every year. Excuse me. Um, and this, I think that that album was 2014 and it was also on that collaboration, which I thought was really cool. Um, but it's a nine minute long song. Um, and it just, it, it kind of evokes all sorts of different emotion while not really saying anything. And I, I think that's just my favorite part of their unique uh, style. But um, yeah, uh, to circle way, way back, uh, Hang the DJ, that episode, had all their music done by Alex uh, Somers uh, and Sigur Ross, which was very exciting. And it, it's just... It, it kind of lends to the the environment that that whole episode kind of gives. There's a lot of sad moments and a lot of like really happy moments and there's moments in that episode where like you feel the emotional tension and you're really hoping for a win and then you get it and you get it in such a way like it, it's so cathartic to to see success and have this um, this background music just kind of 
fill the holes of um, sensory to, to, to help you feel this emotion. And that's kind of part of the, the music uh, of Baisigoros or, or Yonzi or, or Alex or any collaboration they've done, Parachutes and everything like that. It, it, like, it feels like the music fills the emotional um, pockets that aren't always felt. Like it, it helps you feel these emotions that you didn't know were meant to be felt. And through that, you can connect to what is the intended mood of the show or the atmosphere. Yeah. And like, I think that's, like, for any show, the music really makes or breaks it, I think, um, in how it is used and, like, the way it's used. Like, for example, we watched Community recently, and some of those songs and the way they're used so is, like... perfect. It's, like, it's either, like, so comedic or so like emotional or so like happy and yeah. it just really adds to the atmosphere of the show and some shows do it like pretty badly like i'm gonna call it out but Grey's anatomy which we've been oh, watching recently, boy. their use of songs is their use of bad. writing is awful okay, i will talk we're, we're not trash going, sorry we're you're not right. going into that right now <laughs> But their use of music is not great. It doesn't really convey the emotions in the same way that... Um, it's very forced and very, like, weird and sometimes. But shows and, like, music, like, you're talking about this very atmospheric and nice. Um, but also, like, filled with these, like, important um, sounds that really, like, convey the emotion that is trying to be conveyed. It really adds to whatever you're watching. Um, yeah. I also say this because I think Shira also has really nice music in it too. Oh, absolutely! Um, it, it does a really good job. Um, so yeah, I was I was thinking about ending this episode with one of the songs because uh, parachutes and and like the like I said the the song happiness. It's a nine minute song, and that would be a perfect thing to end off. But um, but no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna interject here with. A song called. Um, I think I'm gonna do the song called Low. Are we coming back after? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, here is Low. Everybody get low, 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 low. I don't know if I'm gonna cut that part out, but here Apple bottom
And that was that. And we're back. Yeah. With those boots. With the fur. But yeah, so that was that song. Like it, the whole, the the entirety of the song, it's, for me, it fills so much of my senses when I'm listening to it. Um, I know I was like, like, I'm all about like Sigurros and Alex and Yonzi. I think I want to focus more on parachutes, but um, specifically, uh, but yeah, like parachutes, you can find their Bandcamp. You can still find their music online. Um, there are three albums that they did. Uh, well, two albums and uh, and an EP. Um, so they did their self-titled in 2003 called Parachutes. Uh, 2004, they have. I'm going to say Susie or maybe Susie. It's S U S Y. Um, and then in 2008, they did a three-song EP called Tree Roots. Um, oh, I, no, I think that had another song. I think, yeah, I think my phone just has it uh, weird. I think it's four songs. Um, but yeah, I uh, when I first found them, uh, Parachutes, I used to listen to Susie. I'm gonna, just going to say Susie and hope that I'm right. Uh, Susie and the album Parachutes, like, all the time. Like, for a, almost a full year, that's all I would listen to, especially when I wanted to relax or, like, go to sleep. Um, yeah, it's nice to have, like, an instrumental band to listen to. I feel like they're not as popular in, like, any way, shape, or form. Well, so here's the thing. When I when I first found them, Sigur Ross was very popular as a hipster thing, specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I, I never really wanted to talk about them because I was like, I really like this. But now if I try and, like, explain how much I like them and talk about them, I, like, especially when I was younger, especially in high school, I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those people. You so just I just wanted to be quirky. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'll never live that down. Um, but yeah, no, I just didn't, I didn't know how to talk about it. So it, it was m- mostly, like, a personal thing. Um... And yeah, no, it's just, it's still, it's still something I will always come back to and listen to and just feel really good about everything that, 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 that is kind of going on in the song. It's just like the, the whole album. I don't know. I, for me personally, if I ever listen to an album of something, I will listen to it front to back, um, which I know you usually listen to things like on random because you're not sure what you like or what you want to listen to. Um, but for me, like I always listen to it the first time. That's fair. In order. Um, but then if I'm, like, studying or something, I like listening to things on random. No, and then there's nothing wrong with that. For me, I like... I like the way the songs generally flow. And I can't remember who... I think I was talking to Jessica about this. Um, that I used to work with. At, like, Tivana and stuff. Um, I think, like, the way the way albums are put together I never really thought about it but the way albums are put together is yeah. is particular yeah and well I just when I was younger I never thought about it but as soon as someone mentioned that I was like oh and then I, I would always listen to them like front to back almost every time unless I just wanted a single song it would be the whole album front to back mm-hmm. um, and to be fair when I listen on things on random it's mostly because I'm listening to all of their albums oh yeah there's nothing the again time. There's, again, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but no. um, for me, like, because I've listened to Parachutes so much, um, like, 
it feels wrong for me to listen to it on random because I like I'm I'm expecting specific songs to be in succession and it feels better when I like um what like when when those songs come in together and stuff like that so like to me the album is a whole it's like it's like they have their 10 minute long songs or like eight minute long songs it's like no the whole album is like a single song almost mm-hmm. um yeah that's and, fair. Yeah, well, it, there, it's my full opinion. There is no wrong way to listen to music unless you, I don't know, chop up a song and then randomize it, put it back together to listen to that audio clip. I'm sure <laughs> I could claim that that's the wrong way to listen to music. Um, but then again, I'm sure you could create something really cool out of doing something like that. So anyways, there's no wrong way to listen to music. Um, but for me, like, if you if you do end up checking out any of Parachute's albums or Sigur Ross, I, like, I don't even know a lot of Sigur Ross's music because it's just been parachutes for me and um if you uh, on spotify actually if you look up um i think it's yonzi and alex i think it's yonzi first um i can't remember what the album is called but they have a three song ep or album it's like 20 minutes three songs the first song is like 12 minutes the second song is three and the last song is like another 10 and it just it's called chapter one two and three those three songs it's so f- good and it's so fun to listen to and like the the way they kind of flow into each other like the way they flow into each other is not necessarily the break in in each song because it feels like the first song is several songs in one the way they kind of transition into a, like a different kind of soundscape um and yeah it's just a, it's just a good it's just a good atmosphere i really like it i really hope somebody else does too that's great yeah um Thank you for sharing your thing. Thank you for sharing your thing. Thank, thanks, thanks for loving me. Thank you for, for being, being there. there. Um, I will say another thing that I like about Brendan is that he really gets excited about stuff, and it's fun to listen to him. <laughs> ah, he shucks. Gets excited. About <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say another thing because I don't know. I haven't vetted this by you at all but i was thinking that for some of our shows in the near future we could have like a theme that's like things we like that scare us oh okay so we could talk about like horror movies or stuff like that okay that sounds good i just thought that would be fun yeah we'll figure it out i'm sure again i will or things we like that make us cry oh i could talk about that stuff for days i know <laughs> I'm just saying, it could be fun because yeah. in quarantine, there's a lot of emotions going on. Everything blends together a little bit, and I would like a little bit of structure for next week. No, that's so fair. So if we decide one of those themes yeah. for our audience, it could be fun thinking about what we would do. Maybe next week they can think about during the week if yeah. you're listening to this, think about things that you like that scare you. Can that be our theme for next week? Sure. Things that scare you, yeah. I mean, uh, we don't have enough uh, time for an ending song, so um, I will absolutely plug. If you want to reach out to us, I I made a Twitter for us called WL at WL Sassy W L S A S S Y. I've used it maybe twice to post maybe one or two episodes, and I'm going to be better at posting that. Uh, you can email us at we like stuff and so should you all one word at gmail.com please tell us things tell us what you want to hear about maybe we could talk about your the thing the stuff that you like uh and it'll be great 
Um, thanks to Matt, as always, uh, for our music and stuff. I'm sorry I didn't call you. I will call you. I'm, I'm sure I'll call you next week or something. Uh, thanks to Jill for putting us on Trent Radio and still organizing that stuff and being really cool when we sometimes have to miss an episode because life is the way it is. Um, and yeah, we love you. Bye. Bye.